Welcome back. We are breaking up with RBS. This is episode number 59, and I am Tani Santabria. And I am still J.D.K. Whittakin, and we are still here to debunk the joke. Always and forever. Always and forever. There's a song like that. I think so. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we're here to debunk the junk. Those BS stories that uh, oftentimes are at the root of a lot of our stress and difficulty, and we actually have the ability to disengage from them. Yeah. Live a more straightforward life. Yeah. Well, just an easier. Easier. Sort of like simpler. Sort of like is easier, I mean, like with more ease. More ease. Like just more more floating about, if Mm -hmm. you will. Even when tough times come. Yeah. 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 Even when. Yeah. Anyway. I think about resiliency Mm -hmm. in in, in the tough times. Yes. Right? There's a sense of like, okay, Mm -hmm. this is a tough thing. Tough. And it doesn't need to bury me. Exactly. More accurately, I don't need to bury myself (laughs) because of it. And I don't have to move through it perfectly. Right. Either because I've not ever dealt with this before, so mm-hmm. I don't even know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But, and it can still be okay. Yeah. You know, and, and it, sometimes it's like, I've, this happened before, but it has not affected me like this. Something must be wrong. No, it just means this time is tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. So anyway, mm-hmm. so welcome back. Good to see yes, you. Yes. Good to see you too. Yeah. Um, I was... Uh, Thinking since our last episode, we talked about focus and uh, we're all <laughs> had a lot of different fun analogies last time. <laughs> uh, but you know, it was, it was interesting talking about our, you know, what we've seen with clients and, and things like that. And I've um, noticed some things lately that reminded me of, of me <laughs> once upon a time mm-hmm. and still sometimes now uh, I had a lot of people bring up uh, recently this notion of doing the right thing, mm-hmm. how yeah. important it is to do the right thing. And usually in the context of either trying to identify what the right thing was for for a certain scenario, how do I know something is the right thing or not? And also in some cases, the idea or the assumption that what makes it the right thing is if it fixes everything and there's no problems after that, like it stays right in perpetuity. I made the right choice. Mm Mm-hmm see it the most often like how do I make this choice in this relationship whether to continue to move forward or not or a job career or a career change or career choice what if I make the wrong choice yeah Yeah. Rand's a lot of that is do you you get a lot of that you know I'm thinking about my little grandbabies right now of course and (laughs) we can always tie everything back to your grandbabies (laughs) I'm thinking about how parents have for a really long time taught their kids about right and wrong. What the right thing and the wrong thing. Yes. Right? As Don't is, hit your brother. And, 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 you know, make the right choice. Oh, I see. Right. right? So instead of kids being kids and doing all kinds of funny, annoying, <laughs> loud. Occasionally dangerous. <laughs> things. <laughs> Right. There's a lot of other words we could use <laughs> to describe mm-hmm. their choices. Mm-hmm. But we 
go to right and wrong, good or bad. Yes. So we teach them really early and we give them a lot of praise when they've made a good choice. And when they've made a bad choice, we really let them have it. Mm-hmm. And because we want them to make the good choices. So we think, okay, mm-hmm. if we really explain this clearly, <laughs> the next time they're going to make a good choice or the right one. Right. So we've all experienced this growing up. <laughs> yes. And we've, and parents, um, hello, we've all done this to our kids to mm-hmm. some degree or another. Right. Unless we're really paying close attention. I did it. I didn't know. You know, I, of sure. course. Right. So, so we've, of course, then as adults, we're still seeking the to right do thing. the right thing or the thing that's good so that we can experience all the loveliness that goes with it. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure we want to stay in the lovely lane. I just made that up. The lovely lane. <laughs> oh, I really like that. Staying in the lovely <laughs> lane. There's the episode title <laughs> yes. right there. You yes. keep going. I'm going to write that okay. down. Okay. So <laughs> we literally write that down. <laughs> so, so we want to stay in that lane. So we want reassurance. Right. That we find the right thing, um, that it's going to continue to be the right thing, that we're going to be rewarded. And the worst part is, you know, here's this other part of this. When, because we've all had this experience, we do the right thing. Where's the reward? (laughs) (laughs) That is sort of the assumption, right? Right. Where's the reward? And then what does that mean then? If I didn't get the reward, does that mean I didn't do the right thing? Uh Uh-huh. Right? Like, whoa. Lots to consider here mm-hmm. that would create a lot of different emotions and feelings yeah. and confusion oh. BS and frustration and, BS and all the BS stories. That, yeah. Right. All over the place. Yeah. One leads to the other, to the other, to the other. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we've been dealing with this since childhood. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's amazing how with, in the conversations that I've had about this and the questions that I ask it. It, it's almost for, for several people that I've talked to, it's, it's almost like this pivot point in their understanding of themselves, their level of acceptance of themselves, their understanding of, of their connection to other people in the universe. There's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. on that. And I empathize with that. You know, I, I grew up in an environment that stressed that. And, and what I like about what you're pointing out is that no matter what background we're talking about, you know, that happens. This, and and I suppose it's good to get you. It's good to teach certain things you, you don't do. Like you, you know, you don't harm people, right? See that you know that that type of thing. But uh, the pressure that gets self-imposed on these things, and then I've noticed some that because they don't know what to do or they can't guarantee the outcome is going to bring the reward, mm-hmm. they can freeze in place. Mm-hmm. So it triggers the the fight, flight, or freeze yeah. part of the central nervous system for them, and they just get stuck. Mm-hmm. And they grind, and they grind, and they ruminate, and they ruminate, and they second guess, second guess, second guess. And they just pile it on. And it was like we were talking about last week. Suddenly the train starts speeding up, mm-hmm. you know, to the point where it's out of control. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I really noticed that uh, this, this past week. And, yeah. yeah, just thoughts on that. Because mm-hmm. you know, it's such a huge fuel for BS stories. Yeah, I think so. I, you know, of course, we get stuck in trying to find the. So the first thing is stuck in trying to find the right thing, defining the right thing. Like, first of all, how do we know something's the right thing, and do we even have a definition for ourselves about what the right mm-hmm. thing is for ourselves, not for the right thing for 
you know, this person over here or the right thing for my parents or even my partner necessarily, right? But we, we, if, if we're going to work with the right thing, let's at least know what it is for ourselves. <laughs> like, like, okay. Yeah, right? like maybe just start that simple. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that would take us back to our values. We would want to know our values. Oh, yeah. To know the right thing, right? Basically, in alignment with values mm-hmm. is probably close to, again, if we want to use the language of the right thing, we would be the right thing. But they would be our own values. Yeah, congruent right? with those values we've already identified and we want to live by. Yes, we've right. made that choice ourselves. So then we're going to find choices and make choices that are in alignment, in alignment with, with those. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. As opposed to, so if one of the values is that I've chosen for myself to be... Um, to be recognized. Let's say I've chosen a value of recognition. It's really important to me, right? I may choose things that get me recognized. That would be different than if I had a value of humility. I'm not saying one's worse or bad or better. Humility might not... I wouldn't be driven for recognition, mm-hmm. right? I, so I would be making choices in line with humility, whatever that means. But that's the part of, for myself, that's the part of knowing oneself. Mm-hmm. We can't even know anything about rightness if we don't know ourselves. Wow. Yeah. I think. I think so too. You know, <clears throat> and I, I think sometimes what happens, and I know in several, several cases of these clients I'm talking to, they're often driven by external understandings of what the right thing is to do. And it doesn't mean there's necessarily wrong things from wanting to follow, you know, if, you, if religion is important to you or, or something like that, or, you know, a certain ethical code or whatever. But what's interesting is how often it's on the outside of that. And, you know, and I hear them talking about ideas or possibilities that just don't sound like them, you know, where I'm like, I can't envision you doing that, <laughs> you know, or have you, you know, so I ask questions like, have you, have you done that before? Right. And how's that gone? And some, and some of them go, I've never done it before. I'm like, okay. And others said, yeah, I've done it before and it hasn't worked. <laughs> <You> know, so, <laughs> what it, does that, does that tell you anything? Right. Those, those types of things. That's a great starting point because if we don't know what we are about, then what are we talking about? Right. It's, it's. Because even, and this is the thing that I've, I've talked about with a lot of my friends, even if you believe in some of these external things that matter to you, you're still making internal choices on these on the basis of who you are and what matters to you. And that's one of the filters that runs through that process for you. So you're still making it on the basis of who you are, what your values are. Yeah. And the, the successes that I've seen some clients have kind of come back to that. It's like, you know, it's, it, but some people resist it because they, they say, well, things aren't relative. There's some universal things that are true and that are right and wrong. Okay. Well, are, okay. So then if we're worried that we are going to do the universal wrong things. <laughs> Just such a huge. <laughs> those are huge things. Huge pressure. Yeah. Right. But those are huge things. <laughs> Universe is going to be pissed oh, right. or really happy. Right. Or, I mean, like, there, there's there's some of these wrong things that we yeah. can all agree on. 
Yeah. Right. And okay, ab- absolutely. But if we're worried that we're going to find ourselves, then we really need to know ourselves. I mean, like, then I, yeah. I'm going to make a stronger case for needing to know yourself. Right. If you're in danger of doing, because when we know ourselves, clearly, we generally do okay. We generally are in alignment with yeah. uh, our, our, our potential. More often than not, mm-hmm. when we know ourselves, it's when we don't know ourselves that we're in danger of doing a major wrong thing. Yeah, something that won't work, right, for us. Mm-hmm. That runs <laughs> counter to our what actually our values are, mm-hmm. and if we don't know what they are, we're confusing the heck out of ourselves. Mm-hmm. What I just learned about myself a second ago is I really struggle with taking a jacket off quietly and effectively and smoothly <laughs> while on the air. Yeah. So I'm learning a lesson there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but yeah, that's that. The values thing is, I think, I mean, it's it's an amazing how so much of this comes back to that, mm-hmm. and how often do we not evaluate things on the basis of that? You know, it's we most you know most of the time, yeah, most of the time I think, uh, because of societal expectations or you know it's in relationships it's supposed to be this way. And it's our interpretation of societal expectations. <laughs> right. Right? That's the other part of it. Mm-hmm. So then it comes back to, do you know your own interpretation? Because I, cause I bet you you might talk to somebody else, and they might have another interpretation mm-hmm. of societal expectations. Mm-hmm. Pressures, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's, it's in the end, everything goes through the individualized filter that is us. Mm-hmm. And that is a living, breathing, changing, adapting learning, growing thing, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so for me, the, the, the more I think about doing the right thing or the more I sit with it, particularly as I'm, you know, if I'm asking myself a similar question, usually it's like, what do I need to do right now? Or what should I do? What's the best choice here? That tends to be where I go. But man, if we put a, either a reward or a penalty to it as proof of either it's rightness or wrongness, how does anybody make it through that? How does anybody ever make a choice? Because you're either risk averse from that definition and you don't make the choice, or you could be doing something super risky, particularly if it runs against your values. Mm-hmm. That's a recipe for stress. Well, and that's the part, right? Like the whole point of us having these conversations is to hopefully reduce the level of stress that people are experiencing. Mm-hmm. We're making it way more difficult on ourselves by putting these rules and expectations and this rightness and all the things all over the place. And all it is doing is revving up the stress response, making us physically ill. Mm -hmm. A lot of diseases and a lot of illnesses come from inflammation in the body. It's making us have more difficult sorts of relationships. Um, If parents are stressed out, what happens to the kids? Like, like this is the, this is why we do this. Mm -hmm. Right. So if we can bring down the stress in any different area that we can as far as how we think about things or what rules and expectations we put up for ourselves and have us sort of like question and really pay attention to what we're doing yeah. so that we can decrease that mm-hmm. and, and, and understand that we have choice around it, like, like that's the benefit that we'd like to see. Absolutely. Right. Um, and certainly then being connected and present in the moment and all of those 
do does bring the stress response down. Mm. There's lots of different ways to be able to do this, but we've got to be in charge of our thinking process and we've got to be um, aware of what, you know, we have the choice to think about and in the, in the way we think about things, we have that choice mm-hmm. to choose. We do. We do. And we can, and we can get cues <clears throat> on that from our bodies um, and learn how to mm-hmm. keep things a little more right-sized. And, you know, one of the things I learned over my long lifetime, because I've been here for a while, because I have two grandbabies, um, is that... Always um, back to the grandbabies. Yeah. Is that um, there's a lot of, if I'm going to use the right word, there's a lot of right choices that I have in front of me at any, any given moment. There's probably more right choices in front of me than wrong or bad choices in front of me, Right. So if I want to use right and wrong and bad and good, um, like widen the scope, cast your net wide, because mm. there's a lot of choices out there for you, Yeah, not just one. If yeah. you're looking for one, it's like you're banging your head up against the wall right here. Yeah. Because yeah. that doesn't, the one right choice does not exist. Mm-hmm. Like you said, we are growing, we are dynamic, we are adapting, we yep. are, you know, in this moment, we're, we're resilient. You know, that's what life is. Mm-hmm. And people change, mm-hmm. you know, and what people's priorities and values are can change. And that's, that's one thing I keep coming back to. My language has shifted, and I, I sometimes hear it with clients, too, that what's my best choice in this given? That's, that widens the net a little more. What's the best choice? Or what are the options? What are the possible choices? Possible choices, yeah. You know, and increasingly a recognition that whether it quote unquote works, however we define that, reward or otherwise, or not, it's survivable. (laughs) And it may not be a permanent thing, right? It It reminds me of one of the most important conversations I ever had with you when I was going through this, something similar, making a lot out of a single moment I don't think it was a choice then, but a single moment and saying, however this turns out is so important. And what you pointed out to me was, well, why are you making that the arbiter for everything that is going to follow mm-hmm. rather than just what's happening right now? And for me, the, the issue was I was trying to control an outcome mm-hmm. and I didn't want any pain or uncertainty or difficulty yeah. or disappointment to come with it. And what's amazing is that in that situation and pretty much every other one I've done that it's never gone the way I was worried about or ever. Right. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Broadening that net matters because mm-hmm. the right versus wrong, man, that's like trying, that's like trying to you know, dive into the ocean and on your first grab on the bottom, hope that you pick up the nickel that somebody told you was there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How are you going to do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a really weird analogy. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom of the ocean, there's money. <laughs> <laughs> I think you I hear went- that? Yeah, I think I wanted the the expanse of the ocean and the idea of a wishing well. I think that's where I went. <laughs> so you just put them together. Put them together. What's wrong with that? It's a wishing ocean. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, oh, I need geez. to stop drinking caffeine so late in the y- afternoon. Yes, that, that could do it. That, maybe that part could of do it. it. You're just like having all kinds of ideas. Yeah, yeah. You know, the the, the thing I've seen in, in, in clients and in myself, too, who have been able to do some of that widening of the net, if you will. See, that's where the ocean thing came in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is the 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 energy around such choices goes down. 
right? The story that this is the arbiter of everything that is to follow one way or the other becomes less and less or less often a place they, they go to mm-hmm. instead seeing it as the best option or what they need to consider in the moment. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes not making a choice, not making a decision. We're saying, ah, oh, I don't need to do anything here. Let me, let's let this play out a little bit. Well, and that'd be a choice. That's choice. Right. right. Like I think about, we were talking last week about focus and attention, right? Like mm-hmm. if we are so focused on the right thing or circumstances happening the way in which we want them to be so badly, we, we're not present, right? Mm-hmm. And so then in, at a next moment or a next moment, we're not present because we're so worried about the right thing. And then something happens and we're not able to respond from a place of presence Mm -hmm. because we're so worried about the ramifications or the ways in which we can control to make sure that the right thing is happening, has happened, will happen so that we can relive the rest of our lives. Well, but then we're not living our lives. Right. (laughs) Right. So it gets so very complicated. It does. When it doesn't need to be. Yeah, it doesn't. And it's, and it's trying to build a life. It's trying to get to an escape hatch in life that doesn't exist. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm trying to make a choice that will give, make everything easier. That's the reward. Make everything clearer, smoother, more ideal, more secure. That's usually what that reward is, something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just not true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not true. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean what we're sitting here saying is, well, life, life is hell. Deal with it. <laughs> well, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it is. <laughs> But, you know, just deal with it. But it instead, it's about recognizing that we don't get to opt out of the negatives in life mm-hmm. or the, the difficulties in life. We'll struggle more if we try to. Exactly. It, that's the thing. So, that's a better so way we, to put we it. can yeah. continue to try to opt out of those. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what you'll experience is more struggle, more stress, more frustration, less um, satisfying relationships, yeah. more conflict, yeah. more difficulty at work, like yeah. like the whole gamut yeah. if we try to opt out of yeah. difficulty because life is the package. And with that, less opportunity yeah, for something maybe. else. Mm-hmm. Less curiosity because mm-hmm. there's more fear, more frustration, more angst, more resentment. Uh, less possibility. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you know, and I found that that Curiosity, possibility, I thrive on them. They're so fun and rewarding and helpful to think about, you know, and it doesn't put me in this pressure situation to have an answer for everything in a given moment. Mm-hmm. It allows me to sit with it a little bit longer mm-hmm. or a lot longer, you know, go, huh? you know, and that, and that's the thing that, and that's the thing when I look back I lost a lot of opportunities once upon a time for that. It's okay. It's all right. Cause that's the fun thing about curiosity and possibility. You know, once you, once you taste it and tap into it, you want some more in it. Mm-hmm. It's just as good whether you discover it 40 years into life or you discovered it in, in 10. Yeah. 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 And I love not actually having the answer. I actually love this. It, it's, it's fun. It, it really is fun mm-hmm. not to have the answer because, um, you know, it's just, more possibility, possibly, or you get to hear about other, mm-hmm. like, like there's just an openness in not having the answer. And of course, sometimes maybe you have to have some kind of an answer mm-hmm. and, but often we don't 
necessarily need an answer. We don't need a decision. We don't need, we, we just need to be open and present and, yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. And just because we're demanding of ourselves that we need to have an answer to something doesn't really mean that we do. That could be coming from a place of I'm looking for certainty because I'm, I'm uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> trying to control an outcome, trying to control the future. We just don't need that, mm-hmm. you know. Or, or feeling like we'll be uh, more successful if we have the answer. <laughs> yes, and more security and happier and all these kinds of things, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, never mind the fact that, you know, I can, I can name if we had enough time, which we don't. And I don't think anybody would be interested anyway. If we could, go, if we were to go back and take a look at what I considered right decisions, mm-hmm. are no longer "quote unquote" yeah. the right decisions. Was really what that means is they're no longer congruent with mm-hmm. what my values are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know your values, and I know my values. Yeah. And I know that other people have different ones, and that's okay. They can have them. I have mine, mm-hmm. and I kind of know where I start and stop more effectively. Mm-hmm. In my relationships. And that's helpful, even in times of conflict. Because it helps especially, me, especially because yes. yeah, it helps me know what is actually mine mm-hmm. and what is somebody else's, no matter what they might think. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. Ooh. Doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. I tell you, it, it, it's almost like chalkboard, nails on chalkboard for me now when the right thing pops up. I get yeah. my, I get all, you know, sort of like worked up and I got to take a few breaths, especially when yeah. I'm with my client, you know, I try to do it really carefully mm-hmm. so they don't suspect. Um, but you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the visual I get with it is the scene <laughs> from, uh, you're laughing already cause you don't know where this is going to go. The scene from <laughs> back to the future where he crashes into the manure truck. Yes. And it all piles on top of him. Yes. That's what yes. I think of. Oh you, yes. That's good. With that, just mm-hmm. crashing into that. Right. Oh. And, and, and for whatever reason, cause it just piles on. Yeah. Cause that story about do what the stories that could come out of that. It's just a pile of all that. It's not necessary. Right. And then we have to sift through it all. I gotta be like, oh, okay, we've got a huge pile here to work with. Are you ready? <laughs> gotta unshovel it, clean out the car, shower. Oh off. gosh. I yes. Know, never good. So, <laughs> all right. Well, you know, we get through it yet another area. Yeah. Of, of BS or junk to debunk. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and there's always more folks and it's, it's not as if they don't come, <laughs> they come for us too. Uh, but the fun part is you can start getting better at sidestepping the piles. <laughs> yeah. We're getting really good at working with it. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. yeah. And you know, sidestepping the piles, you don't have to step in it all the time. No. Mm-mm. That's always good. So join us next week to find out something else. Maybe you shouldn't step in. Uh, if uh, you are listening to this as a podcast, thank you so much for subscribing, leaving us a review. We really appreciate it. Come visit our uh, YouTube channel, Breaking Up With RBS. Also our Facebook group of the same name. You can check out Tawny's six-week self-mastery course at unperfectyourself.com and start doing all this stuff in your own context. And uh, certainly we'll be right here next week to talk about something else. So until then, I am JDK Winnikin. And I am Tani Santabria. Thanks for helping us. And mm-hmm. I don't even know where I'm going. <laughs> don't step in any piles. See ya. Stop it now. I'm leaving. Yeah. I don't think he felt anything after the crash. Who's that guy, Johnny?